0: Welcome back, ego hackers. It's CS Joseph with CSJoseph.life. We're doing another episode four, season seventeen. This is going to be episode four for season seventeen. And uh, where has CSJ been? Well, uh, I've been busy, basically rebuilding my studio. Uh, going to be hanging some more art over here. Uh, the uh, the next art pieces are actually on the floor. I just they're a bit heavy to hang, and. Uh, We've been uh, busy working on that. Not only that, my day job has been on fire in terms of the amount of work that I've been having to put into my day job. And just so you guys know, I don't make a penny off of doing any of these lectures or any of this. I mean, I get that uh, right now, uh, like our Patreon, like as of today, our Patreon is probably almost, I don't know, almost $4,000 a month on top of like our YouTube ad revenue. But just so you guys know, like, I have like a team of like 10 people that work for CSJ as a company and they get paid, and I do not because you know how it goes. CEOs eat last. And for some reason, everyone thinks CEOs are just a bunch of dicks. Uh, And when reality is, is that they work harder than like, you know, everybody else and they put in more hours than everybody else. So let's be honest Uh, those uh, dirtbag, uh, dickish CEOs who make too much money, well, honestly, To be fair, a lot of those companies wouldn't exist without said CEOs, and they kind of deserve to get paid a little bit more given that they put uh, the majority of the effort in and they are the source of the vision for the company to begin with. And yet at the same time, there are CEOs like myself who don't make any money. And I do not and uh, so if you're wondering where CSJ has been for a while That's where I have been working my day job because like I'm an engineer and my day job is a salary position And sometimes it can take up to 14 hours in one day with the sheer amount of work that I do so anyway, just so you guys know that um, it's just important that uh, the community is aware of these things because Again, I'm not making any money here. I'm literally a volunteer. And uh, although it would be nice to be able to, uh, you know, not have the day job and put full time and produce a lot of content for here. But again, folks, in order for that to happen, well, that's up to you, the audience. Uh, so, uh, hashtag shameless plug. If you'd like to uh, support uh, the movement or our organization and whatnot, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash CS Joseph sign up for the uh, gold tier specifically so you have access to all of our private lectures and just so you folks know season 23 will be available on patreon and it is the seduction styles for all of the 16 types and uh, we're going to be uh, looking at uh, what is the seduction style of uh, the estj and uh, we'll also kind of treat it a little bit like social engineering lectures but also a little bit informing what their seduction style is so uh, it's going to be like a how to seduce and how to be seduced by uh, kind of uh, lecture format uh, for these uh, Patreon lectures. So kind of part one and two. Um, so I think they're gonna be great. And if I had more time, I'd release like four of those uh, a month instead of like one or two Patreon lectures a month. Uh, so like if you folks want to get in on that and want to like financially support us so that I can actually have the financial wherewithal to actually do that, uh, so like you know I can you know feed my children because I'm like I, I have children I like I have children I have a family I have responsibilities to take care of uh, so yeah uh, not interested in being a deadbeat dad but very interested in continuing to make content for you folks on a regular basis but just letting you know trying to be some somewhat transparent here uh, a lot of people don't really know that I don't make any money doing this and I haven't and uh, well, various other people who do work for me uh, do make the money, so I, I guess I guess i 'm technically working for them, so I guess that would make sense, so fair enough anyway begathon is over begathon according to my father because he for some reason likes to watch uh, kcts uh, channel 9 uh seattle and uh, they would he would definitely love those red dwarf telethons where they had the old guy with the glasses watching you know leading the telethon and talking to uh chris berry and robert Llewellyn, who are specific actors to the show uh, red dwarf and if you haven't watched red dwarf what are you doing with your life it's like literally one of the greatest comedies of all time so, and I've seen like literally every episode and probably memorized them at this point. So anyway, be that as it may, I'm kind of under the gun here right now because I, I mean under the gun, like literally because Railgun and I are going to the lake today and where I will be learning how to row so that I can row with her on the lake cause I'm taking a rowing class. So, uh, but uh, so that's why I'm trying to get through this lecture so that I can like do the rowing. So anyway. And uh, yeah, uh, great, let's get down to business, shall we? Haven't talked to you folks in a while, wanted to get some things off my chest before I got down to the lecture, if you know what I'm saying. So, be that as it may, what is the unconscious and its gateway? What is the unconscious side of the mind? And quite frankly, folks, this is one of the most mysterious, uh, one of the most mysterious um, aspects of Jungian analytical psychology and uh, potentially this lecture may be one of the more controversial ones, at least amongst uh, Jungian analytical psychologists, or at least Jungians in general, uh, because we're going to be going a little bit deeper, a deeper dive in terms of what uh, the unconscious is. And quite frankly, folks, it is surrounded in mystery, uh, the mystery of the shadow, because the unconscious is also known as one's shadow, et cetera. And you know, I took the liberty of writing uh, my whiteboard today, so, you guys can take a little bit of a glance at it right now. But this is my outline for today. And uh, so, yes, uh, all of these points we're going to be talking about. Uh, but yes, it is a mystery. Uh, the unconscious side of the mind is very mysterious to most people. And a lot of people do not understand its cultural or ecumenical or uh, economical or uh, uh, spiritual uh, significance uh, because the unconscious is absolutely insanely necessary. And while I know that it is not the source of the human condition or the source of human nature, human, uh, of, uh, of sin nature within the human soul, because that's the superfluous ego, aka the superego, aka the abyss, aka the parasite, uh, the shadow or the unconscious is more of the executor or the executor of uh, sin nature. And it really comes as a result of one's own immaturity. Because remember folks, when we're looking at the four sides of the mind, uh, the ego is uh, basically, you know, the primary aspect of the mind, whereas the shadow is the secondary aspect of the mind. And when the ego is trying to aspire, when the ego is trying to become something better than itself, when the ego is seeking out happiness, it it becomes the subconscious, basically. And that's why we have the lecture, episode three, talking about the subconscious. But this is the unconscious, and the unconscious is far, uh, far different from the subconscious. Remember, the subconscious is linked to one's sense or obtaining happiness in life. However, the unconscious is access to one's well maturity. And quite frankly, folks, uh, everyone, everyone here watching and listening uh, on the podcast and whatnot, y'all need to understand. Uh, And like, yeah, if you didn't know we had a podcast, we actually do have a podcast. Go to csjoseph.life forward slash social and get on our podcast as soon as possible. That way, if you're driving or whatnot, you don't have to be using your data up on your uh, phones, uh, doing YouTube all the time, because guess what? All of these lectures are available on the podcast. So check that out, Plocks, por favor, senores, indeed. So. But uh, the unconscious and uh, the unconscious like, because it's, it's very mysterious. Why is it mysterious? Well, I think it's because it's unconscious because how can we actually bring something that is unconscious into consciousness and then as a result to use it, like perhaps like an idea and whatnot how do we actually go about doing it? And I'd get that I'm waving around my elder one like a madman, but guess what? I just downloaded that Wizards Unite app, uh, you know, the Harry Potter, uh, Niantic Games, Pokemon Go. It's like Pokemon Go except it's Harry Potter. And I downloaded it on my phone. I'm already level nine and it's like absolutely amazing. And by the way, folks, like, don't like, you know, be like all those other people out there who just like, oh yeah, I wanna choose my wizard profession and just be an or because I do more damage. To be honest, the professor uh, profession is like the best. So you should probably check that out. Just saying like it is the dopest and uh, awesome as well. So, uh, but anyway, back to the lecture. Mystery, the collective unconscious. So the collective unconscious itself uh, is definitely something of a mystery. Uh, and uh, Carl Jung, uh, quite frankly, the, the, this entire science uh, as, as pioneered by Carl Jung is absolutely worthless without the concept of the collective unconscious. And the collective unconscious, uh, for those of you who are, don't remember, is literally extroverted intuition. Extroverted intuition is the collective unconscious. And just like zero is to algebra, extroverted intuition is to Jungian analytical psychology. None of the theory works without understanding the great mystery known as the collective unconscious or extrovert intuition. And extrovert intuition represents the pliable. It represents the yin. The yin, folks, this is the yin. Whereas something like the opposite of the yin, which is introverted sensing, the firm, represents the yang, right? Extroverted sensing is also attached to the yin. Introverted intuition is also attached to the yang. Uh, Or wait a minute, did I actually like get that backwards? Hmm. I'll have to like refer to like previous lectures on that because maybe it's like, wait a minute, it's the sensing functions that are attached to the yang and it is the intuition functions that are attached to the yin. That's how it goes, folks. Um, So yeah, sorry for getting back backwards. But anyway, the point is, the collective unconscious, uh, the yin. Because without the yin, we can't understand the yang. It's just pure logic at this point, folks. But here's the bottom line. Why is it so much of a mystery? It's because people have to come to terms with the fact that they are immature. And what is unconscious is just not actually conscious, that they're just unaware of it, okay? Why is it? It's because it's chaotic. The yin is naturally chaotic. And the ego, as we talked about in episode two of season 17, the ego represents Order, and order determines outcome. You want a good outcome in your life? You need to have the right order, but here's the problem. How do you know what order to set? Think about that, think about that for a second. How does the ego know what order to set in order to get the outcome? We already know order determines outcome, but which order do we use? Which process do we use? How do we get there? How do we? Okay, so wait a minute. Hmm, if I'm a control type and like, I'm trying to go for a specific outcome, I need to develop an individual process in order to reach that specific outcome, right, Mr. C.S. Joseph? And it's like, oh yes, definitely, like totally. I mean, you know, as I emulate uh, STJ at this point, it's just like, well, I think you need to be, I feel like you need to think about things a little bit differently. Because if you were going to ask me, you know, from a professoral standpoint, it is very, very important that you consider at least, you know, these, insert 15 different big words because I sound like the architect within the matrix. You know what I'm saying? A matrix reloaded, right? What is the point? The point is this. How do you know? How do you know what order to use? Because process, the order determines your outcome. The problem is the outcome, you may not necessarily know what order to go by. So this is why people Let's say your outcome is to get a six pack, right? I mean, I used to weigh, I used to weigh 300 pounds. I definitely desire a six pack within the next 365 days. And I am actively working hard towards that every single week. Railgun and I go to go lifting three times a week. Uh, We also go rowing on the lake. We are exercising like mad. We measure all of our food, every gram of food, every macro protein, fat, carbohydrates, and uh, everything, every liquid is measured by the milliliter and it's all calculated every single day. And we have a 14 day meal plan with four of those days, four of the 14 days that we just switch things up But for the most part, it's pretty solid. And we have an order because we know of an outcome that we're going for, but wait a minute, how did we find out that our process or our order was the way it should be? Actually, the answer is we technically still don't know. We're experimenting. Wait a minute, hmm. Why do we experiment? It's because people are naturally ignorant, okay? Why else do I go to like kinobody.com and buy Grego Gallagher's uh, a system, an info product? Why do I buy his system, his order, because I'm hoping to get the outcome that he claims that his system will provide. So I got the Kino Warrior system and that's what I'm doing right now. For example, you see what I'm saying? And I'm Rauligan and I are executing that plan, executing that order. How is that even possible? How does it even exist? How does Gregor Gallagher's system exist? And it exists as a result of failure, as a result of pain, as a result of Failing over and over and over and over and over and over just like Thomas Edison said. And by the way, I'm not a fan of Thomas Edison at all. Like that guy can go in the dumpster where he belongs. But anyway, especially for what he did to Tesla. Anyway, um, but you know, maybe Tesla was a little ignorant about how things worked back then. Wait a minute, I think he was. Had he not been so ignorant, had he had his unconscious actually a little bit developed, he might not have allowed other people to take advantage of him if you know what I'm saying. Oh, wait. Did he actually learn from his failure? Oh, bingo, learning from failure, folks. That's what it's all about. Wait a minute, that's exactly everything this lecture is about? Yes, yes it is. So don't forget, failure is the problem because failure determines the order. Learning from mistakes, learning from failure determines the correct order to use to get the correct outcome. And you cannot do that without the unconscious because the unconscious is where you are trying to create the order to get the outcome, the ability to solve your problems. Everyone watching this channel right now has problems. You've come here to get problems to be solved, right? You are trying to understand this system, this order, so that you can optimize all of your human relationships and every human interaction that you have, such that you can have a better life as a result of having better relationships with other people. Why? Because you are failing in life. You have a problem and everyone has problems. And because you have a problem, you are here to try to find the answer. And I'm telling you the answer, but how do you get there? Ah, see the ego, the outcome is the why, but the unconscious is the how, okay? Do you guys understand where where I come from this? The unconscious is super important. It represents the how, okay? How do we get there? Well, you can't discover what the how is unless you are failing consistently, because guess what folks, human beings by default, when they are born, they are immature, they are ignorant. And it's because the unconscious itself literally represents chaos. Our minds do not have a predetermined order. We don't come, we don't, we don't, we're not born with this insane genetic memory that we can just pull out memories from our ancestors and immediately learn from all their mistakes. No, we are born ignorant. We are born immature. So in order to reach the path To maturity, we have to make sure that we're not ignorant anymore. How do we get rid of ignorance? Hmm, learning and failing and making mistakes. This is why folks, if you're like trying to figure out whether or not you're supposed to be divorcing your spouse right now, or whether or not you're supposed to be uh, doing a business right now or whatever, how about you just write down what your outcome is and just create an order of some kind that you think is best probably going to work, do it, fail, Pat yourself on the back for at least having the guts to fail because most people don't. Maybe you should have some guts to fail, folks. Maybe you might actually be successful in your life if you had the guts to fail. Because here's the thing, folks. Let me tell you something. Failure is greater than success, okay? Wait a minute. So like that little like, triangle thing in the middle here, failure, success, a triangle thing, ow, 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 trying to eat the failure, yes. Failure is greater than success, because guess what, folks? Failure brings the most valuable substance in the cosmos to your consciousness, and that is wisdom, folks. You want to obtain wisdom? You want to get rid of the ignorance? And you want to get that wisdom in your life? Well, guess what? It comes from pain. Like, I cannot comfort the members of this audience. I cannot comfort you into wisdom. You have to go out there, make mistakes, and, fail and learn from those mistakes and gain wisdom through failure so that you can finally have success. Because let me tell you something, folks, the universe is in a state of entropy. The universe is in a state of chaos. Everything is decaying and it's because of the unconscious. The unconscious, the default state is death. The default state is Chaos, the default state is disintegration. The default state is decay, you know, like undead. You know what I'm saying? It literally is death. I think like, you know, Plato can like back me up on that. Chaos is the default. Failure is the default, folks. You need to be okay with failure. What the hell are you doing? Why aren't you out there right now reading the most important book probably written in history? one of the most important books. It's called The 50th Law by Robert Greene and Curtis Jackson, AKA 50 Cent. They'll tell you all about failure. They'll tell you all about, you know, fearlessness. And it's your fear and your worry that's inhibiting you from taking the risk. Because let me tell you something, folks, the faster you seek failure, the faster you will gain success in your life. And the only way you could do that is by, well, guess what? developing your unconscious. Because if you do not develop your unconscious, you will remain immature and you will remain ignorant and you will be an agent of chaos. And not just in your life, but in everyone's lives. To the point where you, as you are failing, your failures, as you're choosing to ignore failure, those failures will be foisted upon you and it will harm other people. Better to fail on your terms instead of, you know, the universe's terms or somebody else's terms, right? You might wanna fail on your terms. Better, see, here's the thing, folks. Everyone has to fall on, everyone has to get stabbed by the sword. Better that you fall on your sword and do it on your terms instead of having someone else run you through. You know what I'm saying? That's what the unconscious is all about. You as a human being exist specifically to suffer. The only value a human being has is their flaws, actually. The only value a human being has is the suffering in their life because failure is the default. Suffering is the default. Without suffering, what value do you really have? It's like a perfect diamond grown in a lab. It's absolutely worthless. But you look at a diamond with its inclusions, with its cuts, it's so imperfect and yet so beautiful at the same time. And when combined with sunlight, it's absolutely brilliant. But what are you doing? Trying to be perfect all the time. Oh, gotta love those INFJs, right? Trying to be perfect. All those INTJs trying to be perfect. I had an INTJ recently tell me all about how she wanted to be the ultimate catch. How about instead of being the ultimate catch, you just be a real human being? Because the flaws is what makes somebody beautiful. Because perfection, perfection is fake. Perfection is not reality, ladies and gentlemen. Perfection is a sign of immaturity. It's a sign of ignorance and it literally is, it literally is chaos itself. Because perfection is a lie. It's a lie. You don't want perfection. You want holiness, okay? There's a difference. I don't understand why churches are constantly saying, oh, you know, everyone's, you know, you need to be perfect or, or, or God's perfect or seek after perfect. No, 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 no. God is holy. Holy means complete and lacking nothing. We need to be seeking holiness and not perfection because you could still be complete and lacking nothing and yet still fundamentally flawed. Hmm. Because the flaw in the diamond is what makes the diamond beautiful. The flaw in the human is what makes the diamond beautiful. The diamond itself is made after pain, pressure, suffering, long suffering over eons. Is not the same for us human beings. All the amount of years, days, hours, moments and time where we are suffering on a daily basis, right? suffering as a result of our flaws, suffering as a result of our failures. How about you as human beings, stop allowing your suffering to go to waste. You should be learning from your suffering so that you are developing your subconscious, or your unconscious. Because without a developed unconscious, you will not become integrated. You will not reach enlightenment and you will be forever immature. Like, you know, a man-child. Oh, huh. and that's your future. Hmm. What is the nemesis function? So enter the villain. The villain is the agent of chaos. The unconscious side of the mind exists specifically to challenge the ego. Why? The reason why is, is through challenging the ego itself, it is teaching the ego the correct order that it needs to follow such that It can reach or obtain the outcome it is looking for. That's the point of the subconscious or the unconscious side of the mind. That's the point of the shadow. The nemesis function is the nemesis to the hero or the villain, basically, to the hero to challenge the hero, to hold the hero accountable, to provide obstacles, failures, pains, sufferings to the hero. So that the hero gets through the obstacles to try to defeat the villain so that the hero becomes stronger, more capable, right? How many times during the hero's journey does the hero receive an upgrade, but the story's not over yet, but midway through or three quarters of the way through, the hero learns a big lesson and then it becomes that much stronger, strong enough to defeat the villain. Because guess what, folks? The villain, the villain actually, wants to be defeated. The villain doesn't care necessarily about winning. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the villain just wants to make a point, okay? Sometimes the villain just wants to be listened to. Sometimes the villain is an ally. Sometimes that ally becomes a villain because it feels betrayed by the hero because the hero is not listening to the ally, which creates a villain. Hmm, we're gonna talk about that in a second. It's almost as if one's shadow, the shadow or the unconscious is the evil twin of the ego itself. And the reason why is because it's using evil to produce good. It's using evil to force the ego to understand and learn the order it needs to be bringing, the specific order it needs to be bringing in order for it to have the outcome it desires in order to bring order to the chaos. So the villain produces chaos. It's constantly producing chaos. Chaos so that the hero of the ego has to be challenged by the chaos. In as much as a woman challenges the man because the feminine exists to challenge the masculine. The masculine is the yang, the masculine is the ego, but the feminine is the unconscious, right? One of the reasons why I've stated in a recent lecture that, hey, we might wanna be paying attention to genders, right? Because gender bias and gender things that are happening within are the four sides of the mind completely different. But the unconscious itself, the unconscious itself has far more meaning and application than we've even realized. The unconscious left alone, undeveloped, unlistened to. uh, uh, If you, your ego is not meeting the challenge of the unconscious, well, guess what? You're gonna remain ignorant. Guess what? You're gonna remain immature and you're gonna have chaos in your life. And that chaos is gonna affect you and everyone close to you. It's because you are unwilling to learn from your mistakes. Pathetic. Don't be pathetic, please. So let's talk about the gateway function. The gateway function is the nemesis function itself. That is the gateway into the unconscious and it's activated or it's mastered. When it's activated, it's because it's being activated unwillingly. And that happens when there are challenges in life, then there are problems in your life that that you have to overcome. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually have a, a, a very big scar going right across my midsection because I almost died. I almost died when I was a a little kid. Uh, When I was four years old, um, my appendix burst, I got sepsis, they pulled out all of my my guts and cleaved them and put them back in together and uh, came within an inch of my life. And I'm happy to be standing here to this day. But it created a host of health challenges ever since that day when I was four years old that I've had to overcome. I've had to learn and do a lot of health-related activities and I failed at a lot of those health-related activities. Some of them made me even more healthy, some of them made me healthier, but I've had to learn and learn from my mistakes so that I can seek to find a better order to get that health outcome that I'm looking for. And as long as I don't give up, as long as I meet the challenge of the villain, and as long as I get through the villain's obstacles, I am that much closer to the path towards success such that when I finally have reached success, I can initiate other people into that new line of thinking. Hmm. See, everyone knows that Plato was an occultist. Uh, Plato uh, had an initiation ceremony into the mystery uh, religion. Uh, the old, the oldest religion in the world, known as Mystery Babylon. Uh, it's kind of interesting how this uh, mystery religion is actually attached uh, symbolically to the unconscious side of the mind, because specifically, when one is seeking to shed themselves of their ignorance. And and, I mean, all the occultists that are like, that are like watching this lecture right now, they're like insta triggered right now. They're like so triggered watching this. Good, good, I'm hoping I'm triggering you because that's what I studied so many years trying to do specifically to trigger you. You know what I'm saying? But the point is, is that the gateway function itself, it's almost as if you're walking the path to the abyss, you're walking the path to the grave, that you're walking the path to your death, that you're willfully seeking your death or you're having your death foisted upon you, forced upon you. Are you going to be run through with the sword or are you going to fall on your sword willingly? That's really the difference, folks. You will get run through one way or another. Better it be on your terms. Is that not the wiser decision? Wait a minute, hmm, ignorance, hmm, interesting. So the nemesis function, what does the nemesis function have? Because when the gateway is activated, guess what? It could become a very negative experience being in your unconscious. You're like a very negative Nancy version of yourself. You're a person that's, that's basically doing similar things to what your ego would do, but in a very, very negative way. Uh, it's, like, uh, it's like having the ultimate pessimist, right? Whereas your ego is very optimistic, well, guess what? Your unconscious itself is very pessimistic. Primary, ego, secondary, unconscious, right? So, understand that. Optimistic versus pessimistic. Hmm, wonder when that's happening, Mr. C.S. Joseph? Ow, oh, I guess, you know, that you know yin and yang teaching must not be going too far or pretty well, you know, within the subject of your lectures. Hmm, I'm waving it, maybe it actually is. Hmm. So, but that's the point, folks. Remember, it's all about uh, you know, the nemesis function and it holds concerns and, cons- and, and worries. And because of concern and worry, guess what? The human soul is given to chaos. Because guess what? The nemesis, it actually has some legitimate concerns. It actually has some legitimate worries. Let's talk about my nemesis function. My nemesis function constantly worries about my own future such that I am very interested in my own personal safety with my introverted sensing inferior function to protect myself. Even if I have to get defensive at times to protect myself and assure my own personal safety so that I am guaranteeing that I have a future later through my nemesis and I nemesis because I worry about my own future, and I gain for myself experiences and new ways of doing things and doing my duty such that because I'm learning and I'm feeling at the same time, I am getting closer and closer and closer to creating the order that I need in order to get the the success that I am looking for in life because order determines outcome. And if you want that outcome, you need to have the right order. In order to get the right order in life, you need to be willing to develop your unconscious. How do you develop your unconscious? You do it by making mistakes and learning from them, folks. It's that simple. And being okay with it. Seek failure. Don't seek success, seek failure because success is inevitable when seeking failure. Because if you can figure out how to fail at something a thousand times, then you can figure out how to succeed one time. Because it only takes one folks, it only takes one. So watch out for the concerns and the worries, but how do you get to the point where you can actually master the nemesis function and turn that nemesis function, that villain function into an ally, right? Well, Here's the thing, every villain needs light. You talk about like the ego being, you know, the source of light, the light of the soul, etc. You talk about the conscious because when it's conscious, it's illuminated. Oh yes, here I go. All the occultists again are getting triggered again because I'm using, you know, illuminism uh as uh, you know, ooh, you're illuminated or you've been enlightened, etc. They like to use that light phraseology so much, you know, and you know what? Guess what? I'm going to use it here too. Uh but the point is is that you are illuminated because even the villain needs light to function. I mean, how else is the villain gonna carry out its, uh, its evil plans towards the hero and plot against the hero uh, if, it, if the sun does not even come up? Think about that, even, even the villain needs light. And because the villain needs light, well, guess what? Where is that coming from? It's usually, why, why is the villain still trying to be very evil or have evil designs or plot against the hero function of the ego? Well, it's because of spoiled goodness. What is sin nature? Sin nature, like you're, you're, you're doing things and gaining for yourself good things, but those good things are being done in a wrong way. It's spoiled, right? It's, uh, it's, it's too fast, right? It's the expedient way. It's not the meaningful way, right? And that's what the villain is. It's all about what is expedient. And that's when people are immature in their unconscious, they are prone to making expedient decisions. Uh, like where they're going directly going for the power of the superego and going through the unconscious to get there, and it's the fastest route. Oh yeah, it's very fast. You know how do you know why? Because if you're literally running downhill. You're really you're literally walking deep into the crypt as you're getting to the base of the crypt, which is the entrance into the abyss itself, you know, the superego. Recognize the unconscious itself is the crypt. It is the crypt. It's that place that Plato walks into or all those places who are like, you know, in those secret societies like, uh, you know, like X Y Z secret society at XYZ uh, Ivy League school or whatever, and interesting that they meet in crypts. But again, the crypt represents your internal crypt, which is the unconscious itself. It is the place of chaos, right? And it it's also a place because of co- the collective unconscious, it's a place of vast, great, knowledge, right? And this is why the Illuminists constantly talk about becoming illuminated as a result of having their experience in the crypt that contains the chaos where they are initiated into higher levels of thinking, initiated into getting over their ignorance, right? But again, every human being can have this experience with themselves without you know, necessarily getting involved with a secret society. This is an actual process that we go through in our lives on a daily basis. We don't have to utilize some kind of organized religion or spiritual belief system to obtain these things. Outside of that, we can do it ourselves. We don't need anyone else to do it. So why are we buying into these belief systems? I don't know, TE critic wants to know. Actually, no, it doesn't. In fact, it would actually just probably prefer to put everything in the dumpster, light it on fire and push it down the hill where it belongs. You know what I'm saying? SE Demon style. Spoiled goodness, that's the issue because the human being will make that deal and work with the villain specifically to get the expedient route and the villain, I mean, the villain is strong and the villain can do that, but the villain, guess what it does? It creates setbacks. It creates failures because, you know, the next step from doing a deal with the villains, to doing a deal with the devil, you know what I'm saying? But again, that's the most expedient way. And it comes at great, great cost. You know, it's like you're doing the deal with the devil. Hey, can you deliver me the most beautiful woman in all of the earth and, and she'll do everything you want and she'll literally be my, be my sex play? And be like, yes, I'll definitely, definitely deliver you her, but at the cost of your manhood. Wow, yeah, how's that expedient deal with the devil working out for you? How about maybe you just like position yourself, position yourself for greatness, determine what order you need to get that outcome you're looking for, huh? Maybe you should be willing to be the tortoise in the race instead of the hare in the race, folks. Maybe, maybe you should probably do that. Maybe you should be willing to put in the hard work because let me tell you something, folks, hard work always beats talent. Or look at it this way. Age and treachery always beats youth and skill, always. There's a reason for that. Hard work always beats talent and that's the thing that's the that's the lesson of the unconscious the lesson of the unconscious itself is that we need to be putting we need to be willing to put in the hard work we need to be willing to fail we need to be willing to make mistakes we need to be willing to learn from said mistakes so we do not repeat said mistakes such that we are able to set the proper order with our ego to being ordered to chaos so that we can have the enjoyment of success or a successful outcome folks because order determines outcome. That's the point of the ego, right? Well, this is the point of the unconscious. The unconscious is secretly telling us, but we're ignorant about it, telling us that it is the pathway to success upon mastery of the unconscious because we start out immature, but as we develop the unconscious, guess what, folks? We become mature. mm, Here it is, folks. You want to develop your unconscious side of your mind. You want to get closer to enlightenment for real, not the secret society bullshit that they try to sell you when you go to like an Ivy League school. No, let me tell you the real hard truth, the hard truth of the unconscious. And that is the school of hard knocks, hard work. You know, all everything that includes failure, abuse, suppression, oppression, pain, and ultimately death because death is inevitable for all of us. So why isn't anyone like, you know, seeking all of the pain that could at least lead up to death? Death is the ultimate lesson, folks. Think about that. We go to memorial services all the time or funerals where we talk about, you know, all the great, amazing things that a person did in their life and we rosy it up. Does anyone actually learn any lessons from that death? Death is supposed to be the greatest teacher for the rest of humanity, but we are constantly putting our heads in the sand. We are choosing ignorance because oh, we don't wanna hurt anyone's feelings. Wow, all you affiliatives out there, whack. Are you kidding me? How about you start telling the truth when people die? Talk about how much of an ass they are. Talk about how much a good person they are because human beings are a mixture of the two. Seriously, you need to read that book known as The Speaker for the Dead. It's book two in the Ender's Game series by Orson Scott Card, and in my opinion, the most important book in the series because Ender Wiggin himself, the man who committed xenocide, literally destroying and wiping out an entire race of people out of nowhere, gone, and he was tricked into doing so, but he still did it, he still committed mass murder, regrets what he's done. He goes around, delivering memorial services for other people after he investigates every single thing about the deceased and he spills all the beans, all the good and all the bad before humanity so that humanity learns a lesson. See folks, that is what we should be doing with death but we don't. Our heads are in the sand. We are choosing to be ignorant. We're not learning the lesson and the unconscious continues to be a villain for us collectively instead of becoming what it should be, the ally. We need to respect hard work. We need to respect that school of hard knocks. We need to respect and understand the suffering of other human beings and our fellow humans so that we ourselves can learn from their mistakes collectively. Of course, there are people like me, you know, who have S.E. Demon. <sighs> Introverted censors really have a hard time learning from other people's mistakes. That's for extroverted censors. Um, so individually, that's a struggle, but collectively, we need to be treating death differently because death is supposed to be, while it is the ultimate villain, it is also the greatest teacher and we could use death as our ultimate ally. Why? Because if the truth is exposed, if the truth about a human being's life is exposed to everyone after death, how many lives would change, how many lives could be saved as a result of knowing all the nitty gritty details of that person and how much more could we potentially love that person for their flaws as a result of forgiving them for we are commanded to forgive. You know, love your neighbor as yourself because Folks, there is only one who has the power to save and destroy. Thus, who are you to judge your neighbor? How about we humble ourselves and recognize that the person who died, ye who has been humbled the most, they who have been humbled the most because they're dead, that we extract as much value from their death as possible and learn valuable lessons for the best of our, for the betterment of our race, because death is that untapped teacher. And yet we can't even figure that out. How pathetic of us as a race to do this. I guarantee you this race, sure this, this human race will not reach, will not reach a higher level of consciousness until we accept that truth. I promise you, mark my words, it won't happen until that comes to pass. The path to maturity. Oh, by the way, uh, after you're done watching this lecture, if you wanna understand you know, a more, uh, I guess, uh, emotional or uh, symbolic way of looking at this particular lecture, play for yourself on Spotify or something. This song called Free Man uh, by J2 featuring Bryce Fox. You won't be disappointed. Listen to the lyrics. I'm sure some of you are looking at it up right now. Uh, but anyway, the hard truth is this, the school of hard knocks is how you develop your unconscious suffering. You wanna be a mature human being, you wanna be able to teach your ego the best order to get the outcome that you're looking for, that success you're looking for, and perhaps augment that success into the happiness provided by your subconscious. You wanna be able to combine all that with that internal alchemical process where you're mixing all these things together to create like this ultimate philosopher's stone, this ultimate Potion or this ultimate I win button for life? Well, you're not going to get that unless you develop your your unconscious, and you're not going to get that unless you become mature and shed away your ignorance, shed away your immaturity, and realize that you need to be learning from your mistakes. But you have to be willing to seek out making mistakes to begin with. Get off your ass and get to work, people, because the hard knocks is the hard truth. Hard work always beats talent. And if you don't have any talent, that's not a talent problem. That's a hard work problem, folks. Get off your ass. The path to maturity. That's the path to maturity. Work hard, folks. Seriously, work hard. You're not going to learn the order that is needed to get the outcome. You can buy the order, but there's no guarantee that that order is gonna work for you. There's no guarantee. No one can promise a one-size-fits-all solution, not even Greg O'Gallagher at KinoBody.com. God bless him. And no, I'm not being paid to say that. Seriously, I'm not. Uh, so here's the thing, folks. What is the point of the unconscious to reach higher, higher levels of maturity? And you do this through gaining wisdom. How do you gain wisdom? You gain wisdom through pain, okay? This is why you guys got like, seriously, read the book of James and the Bible. And I don't care if you're Christian or not. I don't care if you don't give a damn about Christianity or church or whatever, fine, don't do it. Just read what it says. It talks about wisdom and the importance of wisdom. It talks about how, who are you to judge your neighbor? you know, I talked about who are you to judge your neighbor a few minutes ago. I was literally quoting the book of James when I said it, you know, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Do they not come from desires that do battle within you. You kill and you covet, but you do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask it with the wrong motives, that you will get what you spend on your own pleasures. See, that's a problem because that's what an ignorant man does. They do the expedient thing and spend it on their own pleasures. Hmm, see, here's the thing. A mature man understands that Hard work is the path to success, not raw talent, not youth and skill. Age and treachery actually matters. Age and treachery is everything because I'd rather hire somebody who's been the school of hard knocks instead of someone who's like, you know, Harvard Business School. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure those schools are great. And I'm sure those people are very educated and whatnot, but let me tell you something. I can look at someone's, I can look at someone's maturity level based on how much they suffered in their life because guess what folks? The people that smile the most are the people who have been hurt the most. Have you ever noticed that? The people who help the most are the people who have not been helped the most. Have you noticed that? Suffering matters. Suffering is the key to wisdom. Pain folks being flawed, making mistakes, learn from your pain, learn from your suffering, take joy in your pain, take joy in your suffering, because without your suffering, you will not become wise, you will not become integrated, you will not develop your unconscious, and thus you will not reach enlightenment. You wanna become a better person, an integrated person, the uber mensch, as they say, you want to become this great human being, someone worthy of note, someone who understands humility because you can't have wisdom without humility. The wisest man in the world, if he lacks humility, he's a fool because you can't have one without the other. It's like a yin and yang equilibrium. Hmm. Interesting how that works. Wisdom, but here's the thing about wisdom folks. If you're suffering that much pain in your life to gain wisdom because of all that pain, you're obviously pretty lowly. So of course, you know, you have understood humility, right? No wonder you can't have one without the other. How do you gain mastery? Where does wisdom exist? Oh, it exists in the critic function. Oh, and it uses that wisdom. If it's used properly, it doesn't behave like a witch. It's like, oh, I got my witch's brew, making a potion, making that philosopher's stone, making that I win button to destroy my enemies. No, it should be the I win button for it to be utilized, you know, wisely for the benefit of yourself and those closest to you, right? Because success is the best revenge, folks. Success is the best revenge. Tell that to SI Demon. Oh, you like setting yourself on fire? You like self-destructing? Because no one really cares, just so you know. I mean, I might care for a minute, I sit in my lawn chair, as you light yourself on fire, and I'll have a nice bag of popcorn to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Ah, otherwise, no one cares, except my S.C. Demon, because it'll watch, and it'll enjoy for a minute, and then it'll be happy to go burn down villages elsewhere. Yeah, stop wasting your time. Seriously, stop wasting your time. If someone doesn't like the experience that you're giving them SE Inferior, move on to somebody else. Don't just be like, oh, I'm gonna take revenge because you know, this sucks. Like, okay, go ahead. You know, you're probably a hare anyway, you know, a rabbit with all the talent in the world, but what good does it do for you because you're not willing to put in the work? See, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's funny, a friend of mine was criticizing an INTJ that I know saying all the talent in the world, but not willing to put in the hard work to get what he wants. And I'm like, well, that's why the tortoise wins the race not the rabbit, not the hare, because the tortoise is the developed unconscious. It is the hard work, hardened over time, hardened by being beaten by chaos over and over and over. That's why you say you know, to a man, harden the F up. There's a reason for that because they're having to weather many storms. They're having to take on many hits in life. And guess what, folks? That's a thing, it happens. So the critic is how you reach mastery because that is where your wisdom is contained. You develop the critic over time, and then as a result of gaining more wisdom, as a result of gaining, uh, uh, um, you know, as a result of your suffering and bringing on wisdom, the nemesis function, the nemesis function becomes that ally and then all of a sudden the external threats the external threats to your soul such as you know Potentially weighing 300 pounds or having cancer and these are health related issues or your son dies or or, or who knows or you maybe you're getting a Divorce or a war just broke out whatever you have an ally your nemesis function your unconscious becomes an ally and you have All of that hard work all of that suffering all of that wisdom gained as a result of your suffering in life and all of that maturity shed and now you have that maturity accessible to your ego such that you can set the right order to gain the outcome that you want so that you can at last bring order to chaos and then you will have all the success you've ever dreamed of in your life such that you have the power to change lives forever and ever and then because you're able to change lives, you can initiate other men, other women, other human beings into these higher levels of thinking as a result of the suffering in your life, such that your misery becomes your ministry. Hmm, interesting Christian terminology we're using there, Mr. C.S. Joseph. Awaken. You have to awaken the unconscious and that's how you do it folks. You gain the wisdom. You awaken the unconscious specifically by taking all of that suffering together and turning it into a weapon. Do not let your suffering or the pain in your life go to waste. Extract the wisdom, you, as much wisdom as you can from it and use that wisdom as all of the ingredients you need to create that philosopher's stone within yourself to give yourself that alchemical I win button to set the order of something with your ego, the recipe for success with your ego to get that desired outcome that you want to get through that one obstacle in life. That's how success happens, folks. That's the point of the unconscious. That's how you make the unconscious conscious. In order to do all of this, you need to have wisdom. In order to do that, you need to have humility because you cannot have wisdom unless you embrace humility. Let me say that again. You cannot have wisdom unless you embrace humility. Humility is a prerequisite for wisdom, but good thing that all the pain and suffering provided in your life and pain of life is the source of wisdom. Oh, and because you're suffering so much pain, you definitely learn humility. Ah, oh yeah, that's why. Because folks, you need to die to yourself. That is the entire initiation process. According to the occultists, which I don't really care about them or their, their, their points of view or their beliefs. I'm just learning how to understand all this stuff. And here's the point, you have to die to yourself, right? Who also said die to yourself? Hmm, die, I mean, at church they say, you know, you have to die to yourself to be alive in Christ. It's kind of interesting. Or maybe the man child has to die so that the man can become alive. The immature needs to die so that the mature can come to life. Hmm, interesting how that works. You know, like pruning branches on a grapevine so that the rest of the tree can grow, right? Or burning down the forest so that new life can come. Hmm, interesting. Death to the immature, life to the mature, die to yourself. And this ultimately brings, guess what? The real death of the ego. The real death of the ego. We talk about how people need to like abandon the ego and kill the ego. No folks, death of the ego is this. It's embracing humility as a result of the pain in your life and admitting to it and taking responsibility for your actions, taking responsibility for your mistakes, being accountable to yourself and others such that you can extract all the wisdom and all the lessons that you need from all the mistakes you've ever made such that you finally can have that recipe for success so that you can finally bring order to chaos so that you can have the outcome you're looking for because order determines. Outcome folks, that's the point. That is when the unconscious itself is the ally that your hero function needs. And it can only be done through humbling yourself and getting through your pain and learning from your mistakes and developing the wisdom from those things. Because if you seek perfection, if you're trying to be the ultimate catch, oh, you are so mistaken. You will not be successful. Humble yourself. Or, well, you'll just end up like the hare, you know, the rabbit, sleeping on the side of the road while the tortoise, through hard work and hard labor, is getting closer and closer to the finish line. And that tortoise will make it the finish line, whether you like it or not. Such is the way of our race, such is the way of reality as we know it. Remember folks, order determines outcome. You want a good outcome in your life? You need to determine what order that is. You want to know how to get that order? Well, you need to be willing to learn from mistakes. You need to be willing to have the guts to make mistakes, take risks, understand that there really is no such thing. And while I have regrets in my life, those regrets are valuable lessons because here's the thing, folks, do not take your pain for granted because your pain is necessary for developing your unconscious. Your pain is necessary for getting that wisdom to create the I win button, to create the recipe for success in your life. You will never reach your goals. You will never reach your dreams until you're willing to come to terms with the fact that you're not all that in a bag of chips, that you need to humble yourself, that you need to be thankful for your pain for once, and then as a result of that, realize the wisdom that comes from each of those components so that you can bring order to chaos, so that you can at last have that outcome you're looking for, so that you can have success. Success is, after all, the greatest revenge. Stop pointing fingers at others and point fingers at yourself. Realize the problem in your life is the person that you see when you're looking in the mirror. and. Take joy in that. Take joy in your pain because it is your pain that will bring you the wisdom that you need to actually create the engine with which you reach your dreams. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and leave a comment and a like while you're at it. If uh, you haven't uh, become a Patreon subscriber yet, go to patreon.com forward slash csjoseph, please financially contribute uh, to this community and this uh, this uh, organization that we're building here for leading this movement uh, here on the internet. It'd be very much appreciated. While you're at it, why don't you like share like these videos and whatnot so that we can increase our subscriber count. It would be nice. I mean, I have a lot of people leaving comments saying that this is an underrated channel and I quite agree. It is kind of underrated, don't you think? It's because We only need more shares. So please keep sharing with people, get more people hooked on this content because we're here to continue to produce content and I am doing it for free. It would be nice one day to actually get some kind of monetary benefit from it, but that's not gonna stop me. I'm gonna keep going. Um, uh, Also, uh, come to our meetup group, csjoseph.life forward slash social, click on the meetups. And also if you wanna get on our Discord server for Q and A sessions for the live streams, that's also at csjoseph.life forward slash social. Anyway folks, Time to go to the lake and uh, I will uh, see you all uh, later. And I think I'm probably gonna be doing an episode of season 22 next, so that's pretty awesome. So uh, I think I'll probably be doing that tonight. So with all that being said, folks, I'll see you guys tonight.